Hi and welcome to another podcast from Sparky Ninja. This is Dave. Today we're going to talk about RCDs in the 18th edition because there's been a little rewrite um, in part 5 around the area of RCDs. There's been a couple of rewrites actually. Uh, one annoying one was the need for having um, preventing of unwanted tripping. Uh, one of the recommendations is to have no more than 30% of the rated current of the RCD on the circuit. Uh, so hence, if we had a 30 milliamp RCD selected, we'd have to ensure that no more than 9 milliamps was to be selected on that circuit. Uh, bear in mind with socket Alice circuits, you can plug what the heck you want, when the hell you want. Uh, from a design perspective, that sounds like an absolute pain in the ass. The other more interesting area is when they've introduced the types of RCD, and this has actually been quite important because for years now, you know, you go to the wholesaler, you need maybe you need a, I don't know, you need a, a Type C MCB or a Type B, so you're familiar with that interpretation of a B type of C type of D type and a rating. Quite often we just say RCD or we'd say RCBO and. And it'd be like a, an off-the-shelf kind of solution, and that was often the ACRCD. And for all intents and purposes, that's not been too obvious a problem until recently. So the working principles of an ACRCD is obviously it works on AC. So you know, 50 hertz, and the tripping accuracy is only applicable with a 50 hertz so you have to have 50 hertz frequency for a 50 hertz rcd and if you subject to any different shape or waveform such as a dc current then it's not going to actually trip because it requires um the the actual changing in the field to have the emf emf induced into the trip coil so you know uh, I don't want to go into you know Kirchhoff's law or anything like that with regards to induction and changing of current flow, but in simple principle, the the electromagnetic field induced in the trip coil relies on the collapsing and generating of a field. So if you have an AC waveform where it's constantly rising and falling, you're having a change in electromagnetic field, so we're having that constant change, and then we get to the whole principle of AC. Um, now. If we pass a DC current through a coil that is relying on an AC current, so a changing of coil, for it to actually, you know, magnetize the coil and then demagnetize for the RCD to recognize a change of state. If we put a DC through, we're going to magnetize the coil, but there'll be no generation of electromagnetic field in the trip coil because it's only flowing in one route. So the magnetic core itself will be a term that is. Um, Oh god, what's the term called? Pre-biased by the DC component, so it's going to rely on one action only. The ACRCD flowing in the circuit it won't be able to generate an EMF. Any AC residual current won't be able to generate an EMF uh, of sufficient value to trip this RCD due to the effect of the DC component. So, what it means is, if we have an ACRCD, it's going to rely on constant rising and falling of the waveform to actually create that action. If we put DC into it, it's going to magnetize and it's going to stick it. So it may end up not operating, or it may actually just, even if you test it, it may fail to disconnect. So, how has this become a problem? Well, 
items of electrical equipment over the years have started to implement an awful lot more DC within them through obviously um, rectifiers. We have control panels, we have displays, we, you know, we even have little rectifiers in socket outlets now. And if some equipment has a sufficient amount of DC used within it, it may also generate some earth leakage. And that earth leakage may be DC current earth leakage. Which means if that could leak onto the AC side, it would be DC current leaking, which means the current leaking down to earth isn't an alternating current, it's a DC current with rectifier. This AC, this uh, DC current on the on the earth going, going down to earth is going to result in a DC current creating a magnetizing of the core within an ACRCD, but it's going to be no collapsing of the field generating in the circuit because it's not an AC, it's a constant current which is going to result in the RCD magnetizing but not demagnetizing to allow the actual operation of the device with the trip coil. So it kind of sticks it, it sticks it in place. A common example of this would be uh, washing machines and some white goods. So where are we now with the 18th edition? Well, the 18th edition does give us types. It gives us the, uh, the type AC, the type A, the V and the F. It gives us all the extra levels of milliamp and current and all this stuff that goes with each device and we have to make sure we select them carefully it does say that ac are used generally it doesn't say what generally means which is an absolute piss poor bit of regulation there uh, i mentioned in the previous video about uh, in the previous um podcast about this guy from wilex who came on to talk about afdds he also talked about the rcds and he said that it's always going to be ACRCDs generally and if we had to pick an ARCD or a BRCD it would be under careful discretion with manufacturers information to require the selection of this device but you know I've got I've got um, I've got a who I mean I've got a uh, washing machine a Siemens washing machine here and the manufacturers I've got the manufacturers on my screen it says you may need to select a a type RCD, one that incorporates AC and pulsating DC return. So, I've seen Hager have done this uh, with their split load boards, with their 18th edition split load boards that have an SPD. They've gone with A type RCDs. So, you're going to see A type RCDs appearing more often. When you look at the symbol, if you're not sure how to decide one from the other, the symbol on the RCD. An ACRC will have the rectangle with just the AC sine wave. The A will have the AC sine wave and beneath it a pulsating DC. So it'll be like a dashed line with the odd bump, half of a wave. They'll be together. All right. So this is like moving forward. Types of RCDs. Now, we're not going to be able to get the information uh, in every case. But if we start thinking about stocking up and storing A-type RCDs, that incorporates AC and, you know, DC. So it's probably probably now, if we can find an affordable solution, probably the best RCD type to start storing. All right, guys. Um, I think we'll leave it there to talk because we could talk for a lot more about the different types of RCDs. But I think I think that's that's a bit too much really for a podcast. Uh, so look out for A-type RCDs. AC-type RCDs are going to become very, very um, 
Oh, they're still going to be useful, but in very limited, in limited, very limited areas, I think. Right, this is uh, the end of the Spark Ninja podcast. I will see you in the next one. Goodbye for now.